What's up, everybody? It is week 17, which means it's the last regular season week of this DFS season for the NFL. So let's get into it because we've got a lot to go through. You're in the doghouse. Welcome in, everybody. It's your boy, D-Roy. You can find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. It is Friday night. It's week 17. We know there's a lot of bullshit that goes around on this week. That's why we don't have our seasonal fantasy football championship games on week 17. If you do, you're an idiot. I don't give a shit about the whole fucking season. It's fucking stupid. I've done enough seasonal leagues that go into week 17. There's so much bullshit that goes on. The whole talk about locking out, you know, your teammates that have been eliminated, it never fucking happens. So all those, you know, secondary and tertiary fucking plays that are on the board, they all get taken. So you're left with a bunch of fucking stragglers and you end up with a goddamn score of 50 to 62 or something like that. And that's PPR. So reminder for next season, if you're in a league that does week 17, either talk them out of doing week 17 or just don't play in the fucking league because it's retarded. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say retarded. But, uh, Speaking of mentally challenged, let's get into the slate. You got New York Jets at Buffalo Bills. The line open, Buffalo favored by four, 37.5 over under. That is now down to Buffalo being a one-point favorite, 36.5 over under. I do not like any piece of this game whatsoever. I would probably side with the Jets, considering the fact that the Bills have already come out and said that they're going to end up you know, resting a bunch of their players, Josh Allen, uh, John Brown, possibly Cole Beasley, stuff like that. So not really going to be too much going around. Uh, if you wanted to take a Jets on the or take a shot on the Jets defense, I guess that's okay. Um, quite possibly we could just go ahead and just kind of write that down um, in the defensive category. I'm still undecided if I'm going to do cash, separate the cash and GPP plays. Um, I suppose it's probably wise to do that. Um, We're going to try and focus mostly on the games that matter. But there are, you know, uh, one or two plays here and there uh, that are outside of uh, those meaningful games uh, where we could try and take a shot on some of these players. There's a couple players I want to take a look at. If you look at the Cleveland at Cincinnati game, opened as Cleveland as a two and a half point favorite, 
44 over under. Uh, Cleveland is now a three-point favorite with a 43.5 over under. So slight lean to Cleveland on this game. Um, the only problem is, is like we really don't have a gauge of how the offense is really going to function. Um, the only guy that I'm probably going to take a look at, and I have heard about the incentive bonuses for Odell Beckham, um, but I'm not going to be leading there. Uh, the only guy that seems to really have been giving a shit all season has been Nick Chubb, your current NFL rushing leader, and he's going to want to stay in that position. So I'll take a shot there. Not looking at anything else on Cleveland. Um, on the Cincinnati side, uh, definitely taking a look at Joe Mixon. Um, the Bengals actually seemingly are playing like they want to actually play and try and win, um, even though they're not really getting the job done. So <clears throat> I will take a look at Joe Mixon. Uh, Tyler Boyd is actually fairly decently priced over on FanDuel and Yahoo, so I think he's actually kind of in play. Um, I don't really know if I'm going to go there uh, per se, uh, especially on, say, DK and fancy draft, he seems to be a little bit too priced up. Next game we got is Green Bay at Detroit. Um, opened up Green Bay, 10.5-point favorite, 41.5 over under. Both totals are up. Both of those are up. Green Bay is now a 12.5-point favorite. Uh, with Detroit um, over under being 43.5. So it's gone up a full two points on both, which is cool. Um, I think a lot of people are going to, Kind of take a look at Aaron Rodgers here. I don't mind him on Yahoo where he's the 12th highest priced quarterback. Uh, he's the fourth highest on the other three sites. I don't really have any interest there. Uh, I do have a little bit of interest on Aaron Jones. And the reason being is because both Jamal Williams and Danny Vitale are going to be doubtful for this game, which means that they're likely not going to play, which means that uh, Aaron Jones is going to have to get the workload here. Um, we can take a look at other pieces of this offense. Um, I think definitely a guy that you probably want to take a look at, even though he's going to have Darius Slay covering him. But, uh, I think we can look at Devonte Adams. Um, they definitely getting involved. Packers need to win this game, uh, to have a shot to get home field all the way through. They definitely need to win this game. Um, to maintain uh, a first-round bye, which they very badly need. Um, this team is just not all that great, uh, even though their record indicates you know they're 12-3, and three, but they're not very good. If they went in the first round without a bye, I would expect them actually to probably lose, uh, depending on, upon the team. Um, but I do think you're going to actually have Detroit fighting back on the other side. Uh, there's just not really anything outside of maybe Kenny Galladay that I would take a look at. Uh, you're going to have, you know, Blau and Galladay firing shots um, like they have just about every week. So um, I think we can look at Kenny Galladay. I don't know if I'm going to travel there. But uh, definitely, you know, at least we can talk about them in that in that regard. 
moving on, we're going to have L.A. Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City opened as a 7.5-point favorite. 48 over under. Now the total has gone down to 45.5. Uh, but Kansas City has opened up as a 9-point favorite. The only real question is how are you going to attack Kansas City? Generally, you want to attack on the ground. Is this a spot for Melvin Gordon to actually perform other than, say, just falling into the fucking goal? Just kind of like how uh, Todd Gurley did last week and fucked me out of one of my championships. That's great. Yep. Opening old wounds. Let's do that. Um, I do actually like him. Uh, the best over on DK and Fancy Draft. And no, I haven't put in the value, uh, mark the values. Um, I'll probably do that tomorrow morning when I go back through here again uh, for you guys. But uh, definitely Melvin Gordon. I don't know if I really want to use Austin Eckler, but it would make sense that Eckler would be involved um, since they should be behind. So... It's quite possible to look at Eckler. I just don't know if I'm going to travel there either. Um, this could be a complete just stay away spot um, as a whole, at least from this side. <clears throat> the other side, uh, Kansas City is expected to um, play their guys. Uh, we do have Patrick Mahomes. L.A. Chargers are definitely not a team that you generally want to attack with the passing game. Um, and especially since I don't believe this, where it says Tyreek Hill is going to be covered by Michael Davis, um, I would expect Casey Hayward to kind of cover him. Um, but they have been actually pretty not great against wide receiver ones. That might just be kind of looking into it way too much. Um, I would expect the Chiefs to actually kind of try and get playoff ready here. Um, quite possibly, you know, we did see that Damian, Damian Williams is the definite lead guy in Kansas City. So if they're going to use their starters, definitely Damian Williams would be in play. We still like to use running backs to attack the L.A. Chargers. Um, if it's in a good spot, uh, we believe that Kansas City is going to be ahead. Uh, they're 23rd in DVOA against running backs on the ground and 20th against running backs in the passing game. So, I mean, he's got he's, tick, he's ticking the boxes, and he's fairly cheap. So we'll take a look at him. Um, I definitely need to take a look at this Tyreek Hill thing because I could have sworn I had written down that Casey Hayward was going to cover him, but obviously not. So... Definitely going to take a look at that. Uh, if it does so happen that I switch it, you'll you'll notice the switch anyways. Uh, next game we got is Chicago at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota opened up as a 7.5-point favorite, 37 over under. That has flipped to where now Chicago is favored by 3. It's a 36 over under. Um, and if I remember correctly, actually today it was still Minnesota favored by 1. So that is... That has gone to Chicago's side by a, by four points. So definitely the money's starting to really come in on Chicago uh, because Minnesota's already been talking about uh, holding out a lot of their players. Uh, so this could just be a really good 
Chicago Bears Day, so we do need to take a look at David Montgomery. I don't know if I really want to tra- travel there. Um, that could definitely be a pitfall that all of us are going to fall into uh, if we trust it. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely not looking there. Although you do get a really good price, you know, if you get Sean Mannion um, being the quarterback there, opportunity for turnovers. Chicago is really, really banged up. Or, yeah, they're really banged up actually right up the middle. So Alexander Madison is questionable. I would think they would still sit him out for another week. Um, so I'm not really looking at Madison. Uh, Mike Boone is still at a very, very good cost. Uh, we can use running backs against the Bears. Um, this is pretty much a game where the Minnesota Vikings are going to try and get out of here without with a, as few amount of injuries as humanly possible. So Mike Boone definitely... You know, could have a bounce back game from last week, uh, where he just completely sucked a bag. Um, which I was starting to kind of get the feeling on Friday last week, but uh, I mean, it was it was a hell of a matchup, nonetheless. So, um, yeah, we'll take a look at Mike Boone in that game, but nothing really big. Miami at New England is the next game. New England opened as a 14-point favorite, 43.5 over under. That has gone up to a 16-point favorite are the New England Patriots, 44.5 over under. So the total has gone up too. Uh, I'm not touching the Miami side. The only thing that I can say is I don't exactly know which way to go here with New England because my thought would be, you know, we can definitely look at the running backs. So, you know, kind of right now, it's kind of a pick your poison, man. I'm really going to have to kind of whack back on these fucking running backs. But, uh, you know, Michelle and James White uh, involved. James White, I would only really, you know, Sony Michelle just makes sense because the Patriots are going to be up ahead. Uh, we do know that Miami sucks against the run. So it's just common sense, you know, Sony Michelle. Now, you could make a case for James White if you take a look at Tom Brady and kind of figure that maybe the New England Patriots will take this opportunity going into the bye week um, because, you know, all all they need to do is win. So are they going to try and get their passing game back on track? I think it's quite possible. I don't know if I'm going that route yet. Um but I'm definitely going to look into it. Uh, Definitely at the forefront, you would expect possibly Julian Edelman. He is still questionable. It's going to be questionable until, you know, God knows when. So just keep expecting it every week. Now, if you don't want to pay up for Julian Edelman, you can definitely take a look at Nikhil Harry. Um, Has been coming, coming into his own week in week out. Um, And is actually kind of superseded, uh, Sanu for targets. Uh, we still kind of like Philip Dorsett a little bit in Jacoby Myers, but this might be a point where they just try and, and write this offense. I just don't know if I could buy into it just because I, I can't really buy into the passing targets. I do kind of like, I do kind of like Harry's price. Um, 
especially if you're over on DK. 66 highest priced uh, wide receiver at 4200 bucks. So that's actually really good savings, but we're probably going to find most of our savings in a couple of the other games. So I don't know if it's really all that much. Um, New England's going to play everybody. I would expect that they're going to have this defense ready to go. Um, might be just one of those things where, I mean, you just pay for the New England Patriots and just do it. Yeah, they're going to let Miami score a couple points. You know, Fitzpatrick's just going to keep pumping it out. But that's just more and more opportunities for turnovers, uh, defensive touchdowns, stuff like that. Next game we got is Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Opened up as a two. Uh, Tampa Bay opened up as a two and a half point favorite. Fifty and a half over under. It is currently a pick'em, and the total is at forty eight. So it's still really, really high, but uh, um, definitely uh, there's a lot of interest in this game. Uh, if we start on the Atlanta side, uh, the first guy, you know that kind of pops on here is going to be uh, Matt Ryan. And um, decently priced uh, as far as rankings, 10, 9, 8, and 9. So he's, you know, right in that mid-range right in there. Uh, nothing too major. Uh, the guy that we're going to want to really take a look at is going to be Julio Jones. Oh, thanks. Thanks for telling me that. Um, completely skipping out on the running backs. We're just not going to trust that here. Why is this not working? Don't be a dick. There we go. Julio Jones. Uh, another guy that we can really take a look at. We could take a look at Russell Gage. Um, he'd be going up against Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, I'd probably rather attack him than, say, Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean's been coming on uh, lately. So I've heard some, you know, oh, go use uh, Christian Blake. No, we're not using Christian Blake. Fuck that. Uh, but we can look at Austin Hooper. We like tight ends against Tampa Bay. Full sure. Uh, they're second to only the Arizona Cardinals. So definitely in play there. Uh, the defense has been playing better. You're getting a hell of a deal over on Yahoo, actually. Uh, 19th highest priced defense at $13. That's $3 above minimum. So um, definitely, you know, there's some value on some of these defenses if you really look into it. Uh, definitely don't hate Atlanta. Been playing well since the break. Um, and we know that Winston is just a fucking turnover factory, so... <clears throat> definitely we can take a look at him. Uh, on the other side, you know, we'll take a look at Jameis Winston. He's just going to keep pumping and pumping, um, going for 5,000 yards passing, uh, which he should make it there easily. But uh, he gets kind of costly. He's the highest-priced quarterback over on Yahoo, which is ridiculous. Uh, Fifth-highest on FanDuel, seventh and... Seventh on DK, ninth on fantasy draft, so kind of over on those spots. I do not hate him whatsoever. Um, I think we could definitely take a look at Brashad Perriman. Uh, 
this is actually all kind of discombobulated because I have Ray Wilson covering him, but really it should be Isaiah Oliver covering um, him, which would actually be a better, even better matchup. So, uh, like Perriman in the spot, definitely got to take a look at that. Oof. Um, not looking at tight ends. I'm not going to look at Justin Watson. I know what he fucking did last week. He's just, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can. You'd have to look on Yahoo, but. Yeah, I mean, you can look at Justin Watson, I guess. He's probably fairly cheap enough. Maybe not on FanDuel. FanDuel, he's ridiculous. I'll put him in here for right now. I guarantee you I fucking pull him out. You could use him if you were going with the Jameis stack. I really wouldn't, really wouldn't blame you on that spot. Uh, let's see. Next game we got New Orleans at Carolina. Opened up New Orleans as 11.5 point favorite, 48 over under. The over under has gone down three points to $45. And I said $45 when I meant 45 points. Uh, they have gone up as a favorite. They are now a 13 point favorite, up from the 11.5. Here, what are we looking at? Are we looking at Alvin Kamara? Coming off the game last week, had a couple touchdowns. It's probably going to be a real popular play. I don't know if I'm fully sold on it. I mean, I think I'd actually like to play Sony Michelle before I play Alvin Kamara. Um, so, yeah, we look in that spot. Definitely always got to kind of take a look at Michael Thomas. Although, I don't know really too much in this spot how much they're really going to be doing a lot here as far as passing. I mean, they got a long shot to get the first overall seed in the NFC East as long as San Francisco and the Green Bay Packers both lose. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to trust anything. From there, Tegan actually has probably the best matchup going against Dante Jackson. Uh, Carolina is 22nd in DVOA against wide receiver twos, so uh, they got that going for them. Now we can definitely, I think, we can take a look at the Saints defense. Uh, best price being on Yahoo. No surprise there. Most stuff has, is really, really good on Yahoo. In spots like this, so. Put my phone on silent here. All right. Carolina side, I mean, you could look at Christian McCaffrey if you wanted to. Um, it's not a terrific spot. I expect... Uh, New Orleans to come out here and try and hammer as much as humanly possible. Price is definitely up. Got him at 11K on FanDuel. He's 10,000 on DK, so I mean, it's not horrible. I guess if you wanted to pay up for a spot, they're going to try and feed him the ball as much as humanly possible. He is going for records here and has a chance, a real small chance, but does have a chance uh, to get the all time, all purpose yardage mark. So. 
Definitely, we can take a look there. Ooh, Oklahoma State is losing to Texas A&M. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oof. Uh, DJ Moore is out. I have no interest in anything else here. Curtis Samuels, nothing. No. We'll see how Will Greer just kind of pans out. Sunday, now we get into the kind of the late afternoon games. Um, if you want, <clears throat> um, you can actually split uh, this weekend's slate. It's eight games on one, seven on, I think it's seven on one, eight on the other. Because um, they don't include the Sunday night games. So I think it's seven in the late afternoon, but I digress. Any which way. But we're in the late afternoon games. Uh, a couple intriguing games here. Uh, Washington at Dallas opened up. Dallas is seven point favorite, forty four over under. Uh, they are currently a eleven point favorite, forty five and a half over under. So they increased in both um, from the Washington side. Case Keenum, no. Um, uh, not expected Dwayne Haskins to actually play. So, looking at running back, Adrian Peterson, no. Uh, Terry McLaurin is out for this week. Um, and I have to see how these guys are all lined up. I want to say that Steven Sims is actually your slot guy that you want to take a look at. Remember, we like to attack Dallas with the slot guy. So, you know, I knew this game was coming up this week, and I was like, eh, kind of thinking about Steven Sims, and then he... And then he went off last week, and I was like, God damn it, missed the fucking boat on that. So um, we're definitely, we'll take a look here, see what's going on. May just completely fade whatsoever. Um, but uh, you're getting a good price across the board all the way there. Uh, Cowboys, I'm kind of looking at everything, but I'll be completely honest with you. If I faded Dak Prescott uh, because of the shoulder, would you fucking blame me? Um But, I mean, Dallas does have to win this game. Don't mind uh, quarterbacks against Washington. Washington's secondary is absolutely fucking decimated. So um, keep that in mind. Although I would expect if they're smart, they're going to actually just ground and pound with Zeke as much as humanly possible. Just hope that the Philadelphia Eagles lose so they can reclaim top spot in the NFC East. But, you know, who knows? Wide receivers. Uh, the two guys that I'm really kind of... Actually, I'm kind of looking at all three, if I'm going to be honest. I'm going to look at Cooper. I'm going to look at Gallup. Um, I'm even going to look at Randall Cobb for value. Uh, even though Randall Cobb would not be my favorite guy whatsoever. Uh, but I, th I like Cooper and Gallup in their spots on the outside. Um, if we want to take a look at a tight end, I guess you could say we could look at Jason Witten. Uh, he's kind of priced up for the position. So I don't really like it whatsoever. Like kind of on Yahoo, or actually on every site outside of... Maybe DK. I'd probably rather pay up for Hooper uh, versus Jason Witten. But I guess, you know, my mind could change on that. Uh, next game we have is Oakland at Denver. 
Denver opened up as a five-point favorite, 41.5 over under. Uh, they are now have Denver as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. <sighs> Excuse me, 41 over under. So um, if you want a little bit of value at a running back, actually, wow. Josh Jacobs is doubtful, so you're going to have DeAndre Washington. It's a bad spot. He's not that great of a running back. So um, you look over at Fantasy Draft, he's the 12th highest priced uh, running back. So they must have just assumed that Jacobs was going to be hurt this week. Um, So they just priced him up. But all the other sites actually have him at a pretty decent price. Don't hate it. Um... I think definitely if you're looking between uh, Tyrell Williams or Hunter Renfro, I'm actually going to look at Renfro first. Um, I do like to pick on Chris Harris, but I like to pick on Chris Harris with uh, more elite style wide receivers, and Tyrell Williams is definitely not an elite wide receiver. So I'm going to... I'm going to look at Renfro. He's been involved heavily since he came back um, from the injury. So we'll take a look there. On the other side, I'm kind of curious on what I'm going to do here with the Denver Broncos. I really want to attack it. I know I really like um, uh, Cortland Sutton. And I know it's been ballyhooed by a couple people on – Uh, Sirius XM about Drew Locke. Well, here's the thing. If anybody listened to every any man's fantasy last night, I actually popped on there to give out my foreplay. Who was involved in that foreplay? Um, well, I'll give you. I'll let you know that number one at wide receiver was one Mr. Cortland Sutton. The reason why I was looking at Cortland Sutton was because I liked Drew Locke. I saw that yesterday um, while I was building the spreadsheet. I loved it. He's going to be lined up against Trayvon Mullen, who is their worst corner in the Oakland secondary. Definitely, definitely somebody that can get um, a little bit happy with. Um, Deshaun Hamilton. I know Deshaun Hamilton got involved. Uh, That was finally he got involved. Um, So I don't know if they're really going to travel back to it. I think it had everything to do with the matchup last week. I think they kind of wanted to stay away from Darius Slay. So, I mean, Cortland Sutton had a ton of targets, but I don't think they weren't really like quality targets. Uh, so they kind of counted against him. Um, this week, there's no issue uh, for Drew Locke to throw it to uh, to Sutton. Nobody can really cover him, so I'm going to go back to Sutton. Um, running back, you could definitely take a look at Philip Lindsay. Uh, I don't think Royce Freeman really is a necessity this week because he should be playing from ahead um, in this matchup and mile high. So I would expect Lindsay to have a pretty decent game. Moving on, we got Arizona at LA Rams. 
LA Rams favored by seven and a half for the open, uh, 49 over under. That has dropped in both cases. So now the LA Rams are four and a half point favorites uh, with a 45 and a half over under. We have Kyler Murray questionable. Uh, it's quite possible that maybe he doesn't play. Um, I'm still kind of expecting him to play, and I kind of hope he does because I, I, I still have some love for Kenyon Drake. I don't know if I really want to pay up for him. That's the problem. His price is fucking skyrocketed. I mean, let's see here. He's 14th, 12th, 10th, and 5th across the board. It's pretty fucking expensive. And I understand it. The Rams are going to be resting a shitload of people, but fuck, dude. Got to take a look at it. Um... You would think this would be a really good spot for Jared Goff. You know, he's at home and everything. And I'm going to include him for right now. I guarantee you he's going to be like one of my first people cut. Uh, there is talk about resting all their start, you know, most of their starters. Um, so you kind of have to be careful with this game, uh, especially with it being late. Now, if you're playing, if you're just going to play the late slate, like I said, if you wanted to separate them. Uh, which I actually wouldn't blame if you're worried about like injury report things, you know, starts and actives, stuff like that. Um, I would think that you could definitely uh, consider the LA Rams as long as they're not going to be completely resting everybody, right? So I like Robert Woods at wide receiver if they're going to play him. Otherwise, we have. Tyler Higby. He's priced up, but he might be worth it. So you're definitely going to just kind of take a look at that and kind of play that one by ear. Uh, we should get some more information tomorrow. We'll see what happens. So next game we have is the Philadelphia at New York Giants. Philly opened up as a five-and-a-half point favorite, 45 over-under. Uh, the over-under has stayed the same. Philadelphia has dropped as a favorite by a point-and-a-half to minus four. Pardon me, from five and a half. Um, definitely in this case, you you look more towards the passing game. Uh, they are still dealing with a lot of injuries. You got Nelson Aguilar is out yet again. Um, with a knee injury, we do have Zach Ertz out, uh, ribs and back. So you're going to have some value in this game. Um, something like this in a game like this, I actually don't mind Miles Sanders as much as I don't want to use the running back against the Giants. Um, he is a pass catching back. They're gonna throw. I would expect this to actually be kind of a little bit heavier game, uh, as far as points and stuff. So, uh, I will look at two guys here. I will look at Arthega Whiteside. I know he sucked ass this year, but um, I think you could definitely take a look at him facing Sam Beal. But I do like Greg Ward uh, out of the slot, and he's going to have Corey Ballantyne. So he's probably the better play. We compare the pricing here. Yeah, so if you go Arthaga or uh, Arthaga Whiteside to Greg Ward. It goes 66-49, 78-44, 76-48, to 
7247. I know that Arthega Whiteside has been dropping a lot of shit. But I mean he's got a great price really across the board. FanDuel would probably just spend up the extra three hundred bucks and get Greg Ward, but um if you kind of look at it across the board though, he's actually not a bad price. Um <clears throat> definitely was hoping that Ertz was gonna try and stick this out. because uh, it would have pulled people off of Dallas Goddard. But it's pretty good play. I know the numbers, you know, for DVP numbers are not going to show it. They're kind of middle of the road, uh, 15th in points allowed to the tight end position. Uh, but you're going to have Dallas Goddard involved in this spot. No, I'm not considering Joshua Perkins um, in this spot, so don't even worry about it. Uh, Eagles secondary is completely fucking destroyed right now, so... Um, we're definitely going to take a look at the Giants side. Um, a guy that I actually forgot for tight end, and I'm going to include him. So I want to take a look at it. If you want to get fucking funky, um, Taysom Hill for uh, this is me going back. Taysom Hill for the Giants. He's a he's a tight end on Fanduel. Okay. He's a quarterback on Yahoo DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, but he's a fucking tight end on FanDuel. So my curiosity is kind of peaked. He's fifty two hundred bucks, nineteenth uh, ranked tight end. It, I've seen shittier th- ideas at plays. When he was a wide receiver, I really didn't want to use him as a tight end. As a tight end, it's got me curious. So I just wanted to sneak that one in there. Um, just because, so we'll see what's happening there. Um, I think you can take a look at Daniel Jones on the other side, although the numbers suggest, you know, the 17th in DVOA against the pass, um, DVP rank against quarterbacks, uh, they are 14th. So, you know, mid-range, they allow 17 on FanDuel, 18.4 on DraftKings, so a little bit more um, to the running quarterbacks. But uh, I kind of like this game for points. Um, I'm not looking at Barkley because I don't want to pay the fucking price. You want to use Barkley? That's fine. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, But I'm more interested in the passing offense. Um, Now, the wide receivers are always the better play compared to the quarterback. So... I'll look at Shepard. I'll look at Tate. I'll look at Slayton. Kind of want to go back and just kind of take a look and see uh, the game mix, you know, between uh, Shepard, Tate, and Slayton when they've been playing with Daniel Jones. I kind of want to just go back and take a look there. Uh, For Shepard, you have Ronald Darby, who just went on IR. So I got to find out who is going to be there uh, covering him. Vontae Maddox is playing. Jalen Mills is questionable against Darius Slayton, so um, it's definitely something that we want to go ahead and take a look at. Uh, Next game we have is Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Jacksonville opened up as a one-point favorite, 43 over-under. Over-under has dropped to 42.5, so half a point. Indianapolis is now the prohibitive favorite at 3.5 points on the road in Jacksonville. I am not going to look 
at Jacoby Brissett. And I understand that he can run. But uh, definitely not looking there. I'm looking more at Marlon Mack. He was actually one of my uh, favorite running backs coming into the slate. Uh, we like to use running backs to attack Jacksonville, so definitely, definitely keep that in mind. I put wide receivers in running back area. Get the fuck out of there. Get out of there, you silly guy. Um, T.Y. Hilton, eh. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could attack A.J. Bouye, but I'm not really on the passing offense here, um, so I'm probably going to pass on it. The guy that I would probably take a look at is probably in the passing game would probably be um, Jack Doyle. Again, you know, another tight end type deal. Uh, gonna compare some of these prices, see what I like a little bit more. Um, yeah, and FanDuel, I'd rather pay for Hooper. Uh, Doyle and Hooper are actually the same price. I'd rather go Hooper. Um,. Same price as Witten on Yahoo or uh, yeah Yahoo, and let's see, it's two hundred bucks more than Witten on DK, so I'd probably do that. Um, and it's cheaper on Fantasy Draft than Jason Witten, so just kind of comparison of player to player. And I think that's kind of how you have to look at it. Uh, no, I'm not looking at Gardner Minshew, although. Now they look at his price. It's not that bad. Ooh. I just don't know if I want to rely on Gardner Minshew. I like DJ Chark. Um, God, they fucked this all up this week. They put Rocky Asin on him. Rocky Asin's been the slot corner this season, though. So that uh, it should be actually Pierre Desir covering him, um, which he has a he has a really good advantage on anyway. So uh, it's kind of the way I look. I'm not looking at Leonard Fournette. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't think I like Gardner Minshew in this spot. He's questionable, anyways. But I don't know. Just don't like using quarterbacks against against them. I'll take a shot with a wide receiver, but nah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore opened up as a three and a half point favorite, forty one over under. Uh, total dropped to thirty seven, which is good. Uh, Pittsburgh is now the favorite though at two points, so it's a five and a half point swing the other way. Uh, we have no James Conner. <laughs> we. Do, these offenses are horrible. Um, I think you can make you can make a case going either way. Um, I probably, if I'm taking one of the two defenses, I'm probably looking more at Pittsburgh. I think than Baltimore. There's this whole idea of using fucking Robert Griffin the third this week. It's like, ugh. If you're going to use Robert Griffin the third, once you just use, oh, you know what? 
think about that. Let me think. Let me see something here. Let me go back to Gardner Minshew here. Let me compare this for you. Maybe I kind of like him. I think I like Drew Locke more, but. True Lock's a little bit more expensive. All right, let's just do straight comparison to um, Robert Griffin III, okay? So Gardner Minshew, across the board, ranking-wise, 30th, 28th, 26th, and 29th. Robert Griffin III, 25th, 34th, 29th, and 21st. So outside of Yahoo and DK, it's more expensive to use RG3 than it is Gardner Minshew. And we can make the jokes all we want that Gardner Minshew sucks, you know, with the mustache and all that bullshit. But he's played this season. So let's see. Let's let's look at the prices. So sixty seven hundred bucks for Gardner Minshew on FanDuel. Seven thousand dollars for Robert Griffin. So three hundred dollars savings to Gardner Minshew on FanDuel. On Yahoo, he is twenty. Gardner Minshew is twenty four dollars. Robert Griffin is twenty two dollars. So they're fairly comparable. Not much to argue there. On DK, Gardner Minshew is fifty three hundred dollars. Robert Griffin is 5100 Okay. Fancy draft. Gardner Minshew is $10,500. RG3 is $11,200. So you save $700 by going Gardner Minshew. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Plus, you got RG3, has questionable Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, two of the best targets. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Because theoretically, you could make a pivot to Gardner Minshew over RG3. Whether or not I would actually do it is another thing. I'd probably rather spend up and go get, like, you know, Drew Locke if I like him that much more. Um, I might have just been a week early on him. But uh, that's something to consider. <laughs> uh, I should fucking tweet that shit out. I really should. I might do that. Be like, everybody's all over RG3's nuts and look at what you can get for Gunnar Minshew. Excellent. So, any which way, let's go on to the next game because we're not going to pick any offensive players either. Although, I actually. Nah, I'm not going to make the choice between Gus Edwards or Justice Hill. Fuck that. I'll let somebody else fuck that one up. Going on to the next game, we got Tennessee at Houston. Houston opened as a pick on 45.5 over under. The over under dropped to 44.5. I don't know why. Um, and Tennessee is now the favorite at 5.5. So, the players that we like in this matchup. 
Ryan Tannehill. I think it would be first and foremost, you know, a guy that we want to take a look at. Ryan Tannehill inserted. All right. And if we like Ryan Tannehill, let's take a look at his at his targets. Do we like AJ Brown? Absolutely. Do we like Corey Davis? Nope. Nope. I know it's I know it looks good. I I know it looks good. Corey Davis has just been a big bag of dicks. Like seriously, like is anybody really seriously considering him? Because I'm not. If I'm not, you should not. Um, Tajay Sharp actually has a pretty decent matchup against Hargreaves. Uh, I, the DVOA is not going to suggest it. Um, but if you look at year-to-date, you know, going all the way through the year, uh, they had a significant drop last week. That's because there really wasn't, like, the, per, you know, the wide receiver plus um, guy. You know, nobody really out of the slot. So, um I think Tajay Sharp's definitely in play here. Uh, we do like attacking the middle a little bit here. Now, could we go Johnu Smith? I don't know. He's priced up. I don't know if I'm going to go there. I'm going to insert him. We'll take a look at the prices. We'll compare some prices here. but um, I doubt he's going to make it. I do like this matchup. Uh, the problem is I just don't know what's going on with the Houston side. Um, everybody's questionable from Deshaun Watson to uh, DeAndre Hopkins to Kenny Stills. Uh, we have no Will Fuller. Uh, so how's that really going to affect anything? I mean, Houston really has nothing to play for. I don't, I don't know. Houston has nothing to play for other than to keep the – Titans out of it, um, so I don't really know. I I'd almost expect AJ McCarron to come in. I, Deshaun Watson, when he got stepped on last week um, in the Tampa Bay game, the only thing I could think of, you know, because he was sitting there hobbling, and they kept saying, "Oh, it's an ankle, it's an ankle." It's like, dude, he had that big fucking heel injury uh, first game out of the fucking year. Like, what the fuck do you want? You probably fucking re-injured it. You know, they're talking Achilles and stuff. I go, no, it's a fucking heel, man. Um, DeAndre Hopkins in play. Uh, he's currently questionable right now. Um, maybe Kenny Stills. Uh, you will. <laughs> you get the return of Kiki Kuti. Do we really like Kiki Kuti? Do we? Oh. Oh, we'll take a look at his targets. Ugh. So fucking gross. So gross, dude. Darren Fells would be in play? Yep, Darren Fells is in play. We like our tight ends against Tennessee. So, yeah, we'll take a look there. Holy shit, we're through 15 games already? All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's look at the Sunday night game a little bit here. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle opened up as a one-point favorite. 47 over under is 
it shifted quickly, three and a half to San Francisco as a favorite with a 40, still containing that uh, 47 over under. Um, I don't know what I want to do here. Um, definitely want to take a look at Raheem Mostert at running back. Again, these are only for Yahoo and Fantasy Drafts, so if you're not playing there, don't worry about it. But, uh, I mean, you could make the case. We could take a look at uh, just viable options as a whole. Um, I misspelled one of these corners' names. If I'm looking at a wide receiver, it's probably Emmanuel Sanders. Price on Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback's gone down too, so... I think Sanders is really kind of the guy that I would look to as wide receiver from that side. Um, I don't know if I really like Jimmy G. He's really not that good. No, nah, probably not on this slate, but I mean, this is definitely, I mean, this is the slate um, where he's, you know, he's in the meet, most, probably one of the most meaningful games, so they're going to know what's going on with the Packers in New Orleans if they're going to have to win. Well, they have to win anyways because if Seattle wins, they take the division. So um, definitely we're taking a look at George Kittle, which I don't hate you if you want to pay up for on those sites. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I think I look at I think I look at that game and I just kind of want to enjoy it and just not have to really fucking work at it. Um, I think you have to look at Russell Wilson in the spot. You had uh, Chris Carson and C.J. Proseis both go down uh, to season-ending injuries. Um, so that means that they brought back Marshawn Lynch and Robert Turbin. I don't know if either one's going to be in game shape. So really, if you want to, <laughs> if you want a really dirt fucking cheap play, like try and fit stuff in, um, I'm not, I don't know if I really can recommend it. Um, but really they only have like two running backs that, are not old fucking geezers that are coming back. So one of them is Travis Homer, uh, $13 on Yahoo, 47th highest price uh, running back. Uh, and Fantasy Draft, he's $8,200 uh, for being the 59th highest price. So um, definitely option there, I think, when you look at it. Um, we do like to attack San Francisco up the middle. This game's going to shoot out a little bit. I don't know how much being a second meeting, but uh, definitely taking a look at Tyler Lockett. Um, Tart is going, he's doubtful so at safety, so I think we can consider, like I said, I think, I think we can consider Jacob Hollister, but I don't know. I'll insert him. It is what it is. Uh, actually, I gotta save this. Save as. 
Week 17 NFL DFS. So yeah, that's a that's a quick run through of the slate. Um, definitely got my list. Hopefully you hopefully you guys kind of write this stuff down and kind of look at it. Um, and kind of go back through it and see what you think. A lot of running backs to kind of filter out of there. Um, I'll have them filtered out pretty quick, though. Quarterbacks all filtered out. Wide receivers were still, eh. It's probably about 20 in there right now, so we'll probably end up at about 15 in there. Um, quarterbacks, yeah, we'll probably only end up at about five or six there. Tight ends. Tight ends are pretty light. We're at eight tight ends. Yeah, I'll pull a couple of them out. Probably leave it at about six, and that's probably going to that. That would be including the Taysom Hill play for FanDuel. Um, that I think you can definitely take a look at um, for this week. So they're definitely going to get him involved. So that's it. Uh, that's our quick run through. Quick run through. Hey, I got this fucker under an hour, so it is what it is. But uh, definitely. Definitely get this broken down, have this ready to go for tomorrow. Um, keep monitoring the news, even when that article comes out. There may be some stuff that we have to pivot from within the next day, uh, you know, either tomorrow or uh, Sunday morning. So keep your head on a swivel. I don't mind if you play cash. I'm playing cash. It's going to be a little bit lighter. It's going to be more of a GPP-type week. So, um, yeah, definitely just kind of have fun with it. We'll get back, you know, kind of back to basics um, for the playoffs. Remember also as well that you can split the slate if you want to do the early afternoon and late afternoon. If you're going to do that, this was the pot. This was the podcast you definitely wanted to listen to for the most options, um, because I will be cutting it back uh, to play on a full slate. So, until then, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good night.